Good morning, everyone. It is Neon and Beyond. We are getting you up close and personal with great events that continue to happen here in Clark County, how you can get involved, and great resource tools if you're looking for assistance along the way, especially in our new normal. Um, as we do that together, remember that we are all together. I'm very excited to introduce you guys to our next guest. Reggie Turner is here with us from the Avery Burton Foundation. And good morning, Reggie. How are you? Good morning. And it's actually, I don't want people to be confused. It's actually Burton, Reggie Burton. But uh, yeah, with the Avery Burton Foundation, and it's really an honor to be with you and, and have this conversation. Absolutely. Now, just getting right into everything, we have started off this year, and January does it every year, COVID or not, um, in Suicide Prevention Month. And Las Vegas and Clark County specifically in the state of Nevada has been spotlighted um, in the Clark County schools and things that have been going on with teens. That as young as 12, the big article that came out as far as young people taking their own lives. And you have such a touching story. Um, you have a book. And, of course, uh, your child had depression and the suicide that happened there. So, first of all, I just want to say I'm sorry about that, but I love the light that you're shining to help others this morning especially. Well, no, thank you. Um, you know, for your, your listening audience, let me just kind of give you a little bit of, of the backstory. So, um, I have three young uh, men, young boys, that have graduated from the Clark County School District and you know, uh, two of them graduated from Foothill High School and the other one from Coronado High School. So, you know, we've been in the Henderson area for over 20 years and we love it here and, you know, very family oriented and all those things. As parents, I think sometimes, you know, we, we do uh, have blind spots. And for me, mine was uh, mental health and depression. I, I just had no real personal awareness of it until 2017 when my eldest son, Avery, had a major depressive episode after graduating from uh, UNLV. And the reason I describe it as a blind spot is because, you know, from all accounts, just as a parent and even just as someone just looking from the outside in, he kind of had all his ducks in a row. You know, he graduated with honors, uh, dean's list, um, planned to apply to the School of Physical Therapy at UNLV, wanted to be a doctor, you know, so for us as a family, we just supported, we just, we were cheerleaders. We were his biggest cheerleaders and, you know, just health, the, the picture of health, um, worked out twice a day, um, worked on campus at UNLV, very well respected by his peers, professors, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, to find out that he was suddenly having, um, some anxiety about graduation and what to do next and uh, with his life and his career. Uh, it was, it was a little surprising. So um, I can't even was, imagine. And, and you're absolutely right. We have blind spots. That's a great way to, to say it. Yes. Yes. That's just the, the, the best way I can describe it for everyone to, to try to understand and process. And the next two months were just, a roller coaster ride of what we now know was the beginning of a major depressive episode. And he literally um, was in the throes of this, trying to um, 
figure a way out of this emotional quicksand that he was going through. And as a family, as a parent, you know, not really knowing that much about mental health or depression, we went to our default mechanism, which is love. We tried to love it away instead of seeking professional help because we just didn't know. So by the time that we found out that he was having suicidal ideation, um, it was really too late. And within two months of graduation, he wound up taking his own life. I, I just, I can't even imagine. And it's something that is very prominent in our world we live in today. And from that, though, your journey had just started because now you have the foundation and you're really out speaking to everyone and getting the tools for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so that was in 2017. Um, pretty much immediately I knew that I had to share the story. You know, I, I'm, you know, look, I, I run a, a PR marketing agency and, you know, um, I'm used to talking about other people, but I had to put myself first here. Right. And, and I had to be transparent because if I didn't know someone who reads, consumes massive amounts of news every day, 24 hours a day for my clients and for myself, if I didn't know about mental health and depression, how are other parents going to know? And that started your journey of writing a book, right? That is what led to me writing a book. This is depression, which is available on uh, Amazon. Um, this is depression, the book.com for anyone that's interested in taking a look at it. But I, I talk about everything in that book, everything from, you know, Avery's uh, childhood, how he grew up, to the beginning stages of mental health and depression. And I also talk about things that maybe are uncomfortable. I talk about his uh, drug use. He was trying to self-medicate with cannabis and uh, alcohol. I talk about substance abuse. I talk about all those things that maybe are uncomfortable for parents to talk about or families or loved ones, but I knew it needed to be out there. Uh, those are those are really hard subjects, and I know as someone that has a seven and eight year old, the beginning of it starts well. It started a little bit ago, but it starts now, and in, in this new world that we live in, I mean, you are right there for all of us to lean on and to ask why, how, what do we do? So, what do you tell people? Where do we start? So for me, I just you know uh, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the man behind The Pursuit of Happiness, that book and that movie with Will Smith. Yes. And the amazing story, Christopher Gardner. Well, he wrote another book called Start Where You Are. And that is essentially what I did. I just started right where I was, and I started writing the manuscript for the book, but simultaneous to that, we started a scholarship in Avery's name. He graduated from Foothill High School with honors. His name is in the gym for setting um, the school record in the 4 by 2 relay with three of his teammates. So he had a legacy that I needed people to know about, but I didn't want to leave out some of the uncomfortable parts about mental health and depression that led to his demise. So we have the scholarship that's with the Public Education Foundation in partnership. And we have some amazing donors. But the thing that we do 
and it was very intentional. But the thing that we do with our scholarship is we ask students to write an essay about dealing and overcoming, uh, dealing with and overcoming adversity. What has been some of the things, because I think like we talked before we got on the air this morning, how do we, how do we get to it? How do we get to the kids? How do we see this? How can we help? So first, I think having this conversation that we're having and having these conversations in homes all across Southern Nevada and, and wherever anyone lives is, is the beginning. And we need to keep these conversations ongoing. So as I mentioned, we started with the scholarship and then we created the foundation. So the foundation basically is a place where we connect people with resources because it's just not enough for me to share my story and then talk to people when I go out to my book signing events or wherever I am meeting, talking with families, it's, that's just not enough. We need to connect people with resources. So what I did um, is something that I felt was necessary uh, as part of my foundation's work for outreach and advocacy around mental health. I got certified in something called mental health first aid. And what that is, it's a program that allows adults to assist youth and other adults in crisis with mental health. So having that certification is really giving me wings to really soar and help more people and feel confident about that help because I I know that I'm doing the things that I need to do, which is not be there to diagnose, but be there to connect them with professional help. Why do you think we have this persona in America that seeing a therapist or getting help is so bad? Yeah, you know, that's an interesting question, and I'm glad that you asked. You know, my, my sense of it comes back to this stigma around conversations where, you know, we show weakness or we show lack of strength. Um, you know, I, I think there's such a stigma around that sort of, I will use the term machismo, sort of attitude, particularly amongst men. A lot of my male friends reach out to me and say, well, Reggie, how do I talk to my young boys about this kind of stuff? You know, we're supposed to be tough. I was raised to be tough. How do I break this down in a way where I fix my own issues to help them solve their issues? So I think that's where the breakdown is, and I think that's where the solutions begin. Let's do all that we can to remove the stigma around these conversations and these stereotypes. So that so these conversations like you and I are having this morning is a perfect example of what we need to be doing. Absolutely. And March 2nd is World Teen Mental Health Awareness Day, which I think we need to all be aware of. Put it in our calendars. It rolls out this week. And you guys have the foundation, which I want to know what that does. And then the mental health first aid, which began in Australia. So can you kind of top on those for us? Yeah, absolutely. So again, glad you asked that question. Uh, with, With the teens, I think it's just so important to understand. And again, this is part of the uncomfortable nature of these conversations. You know, I think success, where we need to to be is we need to move to a place where the conversations about mental health 
are on the same level as our conversations with our young ones about sex, about drugs. So those conversations, you know, we're, you know, maybe we're of the same age group of, we called it the birds and the bees. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, but I think, I think we need to figure out a way to communicate to our young people uh, specifically around mental health and have it be on that same level. These don't have to be separate conversations. Hey, I want to talk to you about, you know, your sexual health, some of the things you're talking about in school. We want to talk to you about, uh, you know, drugs and substance abuse. But I also want to talk with you about your mental health and developing resiliency. And for us at the ADF, we're doing that in a variety of ways. So first, it's with that scholarship. And like I said, having students write that essay. As we know, we're in this global pandemic that's impacted so many of us. We talked about this before we got on the air. But I wanted to share with you, last year, at the beginning of the pandemic, we only got five applications for our scholarship. So there was some miscommunication with the counselors at the schools and a few other things, and people just didn't apply. This year, would you believe we have 57 applications. Oh, that's awesome. And I have to tell you, these teens, I'm so proud of them for showing the courage to talk about everything from job loss, divorce, having to move in with grandma, all these different things. But the point is they are hurting. They want to be heard. And that those are the lessons that my son Avery left us. You know, because when I write in my book, This Is Depression, I write about him in his very public suicide note. He talked about not having a voice and how difficult that was. Not being able to have conversations with your parents because they were so awkward. I talk about these things in my book, and I also talk about these things as part of our work through our foundation. So next, what we do... If we have um, uh, the advocacy and outreach that we're doing, but it's very specific because we want to arm people with resources and we want to give them action items. Part of those action items are the mental health first aid. And they have a, uh, a thing that they call their action plan in the form of an acronym called ALGE. So it's A-L-G-E-E. Would you like to hear about that? Yeah. Okay, great. So A stands for assess the situation. So you basically want to be that person to believe what you're seeing, believe what you're hearing. If someone sounds like they're in crisis or in distress or or having some mental health challenges, then you should believe what you're seeing and what you're hearing. The second letter in that acronym is L, L for listen, but not just listen to provide a shoulder to lean on or cry on. Listen non-judgmentally and listen for clues that can be acted upon. G, give assurance. We encourage people, loved ones, family members, friends to give assurance to that person if they're going through a, a, a what could be a mental health 
challenge. Give them the confidence that they will overcome whatever it is. You're not there to diagnose what it is, but you're there to give assurance and be positive. The first E is to encourage. So you want to encourage help, right? We want to encourage resources. So at the Avery Burton Foundation, if you go to our website, which is AveryBurtonFoundation.org, we have a resource page where we list all the resources that we've collected. And the one thing I'm really um, keen on is being very culturally competent when I have these discussions because depression does not discriminate. So we have to be able to talk to people no matter where they are, man, woman, black, white, young, old. We have to be able to communicate in cultural competency so that we're getting people the help that they need. And then the other E is to encourage self-help. Have a plan. If you like to work out, but maybe sports have been taken away like it has for so many of our families due to this pandemic, have a gym bag in your car. Find the nearest park outdoors where you can, I prefer to use the term physically distanced, but where you can go outdoors, get some fresh air, get that dopamine and that serotonin, those serotonin levels up where they need to be, and don't isolate yourself in your room. Try to find ways to connect with people in a safe distance, in a safe way. Maybe go for a hike. Do the things that you enjoy doing outdoors so that you can feel as though you are developing that resiliency and, and not letting COVID or isolation or this pandemic steal your joy or the, or the distance learning. Get outdoors, do something that you enjoy doing, but have a plan to do it. Absolutely. So that's algae. I mean, we have so, we've talked about so much and there's so many things and I just want it to be on the forefront, especially of everyone listening this morning. And, and basically we did go through a lot, but you can go to AveryBurtonFoundation.org and find out more. But really, if you see something, say something and don't be scared. I mean, to put it, as simple as we can, right, Reggie? Yes, because you are, by taking those actions, and it's not meant to be linear, so algae doesn't have to be done in the order that I just described it. Right. You can do it in any order that you need or choose or can remember, but the key is just doing it because those actions and then connecting that person with help, whether it's in your insurance plan or whether it's with our foundation, and getting those resources, your actions could save lives. Absolutely. You have been so beautiful this morning. I just appreciate everything and you coming on and your journey, taking something so tragic and really talking about it and making other people think about it so that they can take the action as well. Well, thank you for having me. And and again, if anyone would love to reach out and, and continue this conversation beyond this broadcast, I would encourage them to contact me at our website, AveryBurtonFoundation.org, or they can send an email. If you don't mind, I'd love to give you an email because some people prefer to do these things in privacy, and that's fine. Uh, Info at AveryBurtonFoundation.org. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Reggie, for coming on. And don't forget, AveryBurtonFoundation.org. Say something, see something, let's just talk and listen. Thank you so much, Reggie. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.